Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag NFL. You know, I don't have a lot of concerns on that right now. We have a head coach that, you know, be quite frank, isn't going to be here for the next 15, 20 years um, coaching the Buccaneers. So I think it was actually a perfect marriage. You've got two guys that got something to prove. Um, They want to win. They want to win now. Um, They got the same mindset. And, you know, getting Tom here quite frankly, started with uh, hiring Bruce last year. I don't know if that would have, we would be in this situation right now without Bruce Arians as our head coach. And they've, they're, they're kind of uh, living parallel lives right now. They've got something to prove and they want to do it now. Jason Light, Tampa Bay Buccaneers general manager, talking about the head coaching quarterback combo. The question he was asked there was if the urgency could become crippling. Hey, they got to win now. There's always urgency to win. Quarterbacks get changed out. Coaches get fired. There's always an urgency to win more. Maybe the four-win team doesn't have to get to 12, but they need to get to eight or nine and be in the playoff race. So deal with it, PK. Yeah, I think if they only got to eight or nine and did not get in the playoffs, that'd be a disappointment. I don't think there's any such thing as a perfect marriage. Uh, Maybe you have a marriage that is doing well in the moment. But that didn't necessarily make it perfect because perfect is perfect and there's nothing short of perfection. And we thought Belichick and Brady might have had that and it turns out, well, maybe not. So in the moment, you can get along great. I'll put it at that. And can they get along great? Yeah, if they win, sure. I like their chances. I'm excited to see what they can do. I mean, that's only two aspects, the coach and the quarterback. And in football, in order to be great, you you have to have a lot of different things. I suppose if you're really, really dominant in one aspect, like the Broncos when they won the World uh, Super Bowl, you can get by on that. But that's somewhat unusual. Normally there's some balance on your roster and on both sides of the ball, including the special teams. But Tampa Bay, that's what's going to make it interesting. And it's why I'm excited for the NFL season to start to see what these guys can do because of the fact that you just said they got to win and win now, given the fact that Arians is pushing 70. And obviously Brady, he's breaking boundaries as far as age goes, the starting quarterback. New England Patriots owner Robert Kraft's Super Bowl championship ring that he put up for auction in the All-In Challenge. The sale closed. $1,025,000 Thursday night. In addition to the ring, the winner receives a personal visit with Kraft at his Gillette Stadium office in Foxborough, Massachusetts. The team will send the private plane for transportation if needed. Got a million lying around. Put it on that ring. (laughs) Well, that seems outrageous to uh, do that, but uh, obviously if you have that money, you can do that. And I think if you have that money then you don't need a private plane. You probably already have one. (laughs) Good point. Ramstar Aaron Donald says he wants to have fans in the stands at NFL games this fall. His quote, you need fans to play a game. I didn't see how you could play a game without no fans. I feel like that takes out the excitement and the fun out of the game. I feel like the fans is what pick you up. The fans is what makes the game exciting. The fans will give you that extra juice when you're tired and fatigued. When you make that big play and you're 80,000 fans going crazy, that just pumps you up. All of which is true, but no guarantee there's going to be 80,000 there. 
Paul. I'd be shocked if there is 80,000. Despite his double negative, I don't see how you could play a game without no fans. I mean, that's two words back to back. Come on. I do think there'll be some fans in there. I'm going to stand by that. They'll figure out some way because it seems like it's fairly easy if you're able to play to figure out a way. Now, I don't know. My sister, you know, who has Cardinal season tickets, was asking me about that very thing. I said, yeah, my guess is they'll have some in there. Why not? If you can, and it seems like given the fact that they have these expansive stadiums, football's a little bit bigger in baseball. Well, baseball's certainly big enough. Even basketball, for that matter, is big enough, however you want to separate the fans and put that distancing in there. But I don't know how in the world they're going to do that. She was asking me. I said, yeah, I'm not sure, but uh, maybe you can get the better games. (laughs) So that would be fun. But, yeah, I I get his point. But these are the circumstances, and they're going to have to live with them. And it's better, as as I think Jim Harbaugh said the other day, uh, no fans is better than no game. That makes sense. It does, and this is kind of the LeBron James take. I mean, we heard LeBron basically say this uh, in the early days, and now, you know, as the NBA tries to figure out how to do it, it looks like they're headed for Orlando, maybe Vegas, and doing it without fans. And it's not what you want, but if that's all you think you can pull off. If, if they're going to play in the home stadiums, it just seems like there's a percentage of fans, no matter how small, that you know you could put in there. And then the question is, how big can you grow that percentage safely while figuring out how to social distance and all that stuff when it comes to concessions? And even if you keep the concessions closed, when it comes to restrooms... You know, and getting in and out of the stadium, but well, be for those front office staffs to figure and, out. And think about it. Aren't you, when you go into these big stadiums, aren't you a little kind of comfortable when you walk in to the urinals and they're one right next to each other and there's no barrier between them? You always want a little social distancing there anyway, and they always right. pack in no matter what. Right, and so, and especially you get to these old ones, it's like a big, long I trough. A trough. Yeah, uh, and, and then, you know, you're standing next to so Where do you look? What do you do? Straight ahead, Doug. Well, yeah, but even still, you got peripheral vision. Are you going to be like a horse at the track, you know, put blinders on? (laughs) Just, no, that's not going to happen. The NFL is making plans to experiment in the 2020 preseason with new officiating positions that would be similar to a sky judge. Ravens and Chargers proposed creating a booth umpire and senior technology advisor for each game would have access to the video and the ability to make calls or communicate with the referee based on what they see. So not just going up there for replay, just have constant communication back and forth. I saw it from up here. All right, if you're going to do that, and I can see how ultimately it morphs into this, but if you're going to do this, it's got to be quick. It's got to be quick. Nobody wants the game slowed down. Literally no one went to the game and said, boy, I wish this would just slow down and there'd be more time between plays. So if you're going to do that, it's got to be quick. No, but literally everyone has said, I wish they would have gotten that call right. So I can counteract that. What you need to do is you need to have about 20 drones and have 20 officials in the booth and just one guy down there. And they're all looking at these drones in high def, big screen. Forget Secaucus, have them right there at each game. And then they can just make a call. And then you have an open arena or open uh, press box. And so you have a weighted yellow flag. And then you chuck it down. I like that. Yeah. I like the flag falling from the upper deck. And if it doesn't reach the field, well, that's just too bad. (laughs) It could be a motorized flag. Maybe it could be a drone itself. Let's put in rocks. Swoops down, lands on the bill of the cap of the referee. 
anywhere. It would be like you could be what you would be doing. You put it anywhere out on the field, and so you'd be combining football with every single play, the possibility of an Easter egg hunt. All right, rules. You always like new rules. Here's one for you. Momentum is growing for a proposal from the Eagles. Onside kick in the fourth quarter. Instead of what we're used to where you tee it up, you try to dink it 10 yards, and then guys are crashing into each other. Instead, you put the ball at your own 25-yard line, and you have one play to gain 15 yards to retain possession. Basically, you're given a fourth and 15 at your own 25. And I assume that you would retain possession wherever. You know, if you pick up 16 yards, you get it at the Correct. 41. Yeah. If you picked up 50 yards, you get it at their 25. More plays with quarterbacks, less plays that look like a rugby scrum. No, I want to put it at the one-yard line, and you got to get four yards, and you can only run the ball. Who's tougher? I don't want the Boise State some soft trick play stuff. I want mono in mono the way it used to be on the frozen tundra. And if you pick up those four yards when they know you got to run the ball, then you get 10 plays to do what you want. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. So Washington University in St. Louis uh, they've got a sports business program, and the director, Patrick Riche, says, Patrick Rich, Riche, yeah, says that uh, the 65 Power 5 schools would collectively lose more than $4 billion in football revenues if there's no football this year. Now, $1.2 billion of that would be lost ticket revenue. Each Power 5 school would see uh, at least an average loss of $62 million in football revenue, at least $18.5 million in football ticket sales. And then there have been some reviews of his reviews that say, actually, those projected losses are conservative and don't include potential losses in media revenue, donations, conference distributions, and revenues from corporate partnerships. So if you're wondering, you know, the pressure, you hear about the pressure to play financially, well, there's someone putting a number on it, and other people saying, yep, and that number's on the low end. Uh, that sounds good, but I would prefer someone from St. Louis University in Washington. <laughs> we'll see what we can do. Get up to start a school. DJ and PK. Hashtag major. Hashtag NFL. Well, NBA. Here we go. Memphis <laughs> basketball coach. This is really an NBA college basketball combo. Memphis basketball coach Penny Hardaway says recruiting will only get tougher with the entry of the G League and their pathway program. He said it's going to have a huge impact because it's just a recruiting war right now when it comes to that, but I think it's going to affect us because we're recruiting a bunch of five stars. When they took the money from a smaller level to a larger level, and that's fair, it's definitely more appealing to a certain group of guys as we saw this year. So is it a recruiting war? Is it really just a recruiting adjustment? Five-star guys are gone, so the schools are getting five stars. They're going to go get four stars, which means some other schools are going to have to go get three stars. Are you really going to battle the G League and land these big recruits? I mean, since it's a recruiting battle, the first thing I thought is, what, you're going to get boosters to pony up more cash? I mean, you got to cheat bigger and better? How was it a recruiting battle? That's first-world problems right there. <laughs> you see Santa Barbara's in sweat in this decision. <laughs> no, no, they were able. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you followed it, but 
you know, they were able to score the recruit Maxwell Kupchak. He graduated last year. That's Mitch's son. He was a nice little role player for them. So that type of player is who they're going to get. You're right. They're going to everything's going to be relative. So if the blue bloods, as they say, can't get a few, well, then they just drop down the next, and then the next drop down, and so forth and so on. So there's a chain reaction, and it doesn't really make a difference. I just don't see where this is that big of a deal because there's a couple of reasons. There's not that many five stars. I mean, you can go years without five stars, really. Or maybe one or two. What do we have, three or four kids that said they were going to bypass? I mean, they've already been doing it to an extent. Uh, a couple of kids uh, went overseas. Uh, the one kid went to Hampton, I think, went down to New uh, Australia. So it's already been happening to an extent. And then there's two. There's a bunch of kids who want to play in front of thousands of people and be on television. And the G League can give you money, but it, it, oper- it toils in obscurity. And it's going to continue to toil in obscurity relative to uh, a Kentucky game or Syracuse game. You know, it doesn't mean they don't play good basketball. And if you go out to the stadiums or arenas or whatever they have, the gyms, and you can have a good time and it's cheap and you can see some nice talent up close, I'm all for it. It's a nice night out, particularly for people who can't afford a, a, a an NBA game to be that close anyway. You know what I mean? Because if you can afford it, uh, you're probably sitting up higher, whereas you can go over to Salt Lake Community or wherever they might be playing that night, and you can see it much more... Uh, Uh, up close and it can be a better environment i get all that but some kids are going to want to play where there's cheerleaders and there's all sorts of media and you're on television and dickie v is screaming your name blah 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 so i don't really see where it's that universal of a big deal it will have some effect but i think it'll balance it out and wash out in the end it goes back to what aaron donald was saying that we were uh, talking about earlier in this segment you know he wants to play in front of eighty thousand fans and there are college players who are going to want to play you know in front of a sellout crowd at you know, Duke or Arizona or wherever. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But well, maybe other some people, kids. Other go people ahead. are going to say, where's the money, right? I mean, why go to Australia? If you, if you want to go to Australia for the money, you might as well stay in the U.S. for the money. So you can see that if they, if they keep banning it up and the G League money gets bigger, that's going to be attractive to people. Uh, but there's only going to be a few. Yeah. It's, it's not going to be widespread. And the reality is then, then the money under the table will just increase in college anyway. Yes. So. And then the reality is at some point the NBA has to go back to drafting 18-year-olds and then guys can just go live the dream, have the crowd, and have the bigger money. So let's get on with that already. I agree on that one. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. I don't believe that they're going to agree to a revenue-sharing plan at all. In fact, it's possible that baseball, after entertaining the idea, does not even bring it to the players because it receives such a strong and immediate poor reaction from them. I expect they will ask the players to take a pay cut, but through some other mechanism other than a 50-50 revenue split. That's Ken Rosenthal talking about Major League Baseball and the negotiations with the Players Association, the MLB owners. We told you about a few days ago. They had a 67-page set of protocols. And the Players Association came back and asked for even more testing than originally proposed. In addition to addressing protections for high-risk players, access to pre- and post-game therapies, testing frequency, protocols for positive tests, in-stadium medical personnel and sanitization procedures. The devil, PK, is in the details. That cliche, alive and well as baseball figures out how to pull this off. I think that the sporting public is a couple of weeks from saying, screw you, 
not going to get involved in all this stuff. Too much going on in real life to be worried about whether these guys are going to hammer out some agreement to play a game that uh, 10-year-olds play. And if you don't want to do it, don't do it. The world will go on without you. The world will always go on without whomever. And so if it gets bogged down in details, and ultimately it will come down to money, and so all these other things that they're going to claim that those are super important, but as long as the cash is there, those other things that are super important, yeah, well, we can work them out. The only thing that is the end of the world is actually the end of the world. What is Trending? Brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up next, David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, joins us. Uh, David Nixon, former BYU linebacker, will be here at 830. Stay with us. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.